Hello, and welcome to the Magic Story Podcast, where we go behind the scenes with the people who create the worlds and the characters of Magic the Gathering. Although lately, that's pretty much just been... Uh, it me. Allison. It Allison me. Lures. Hi. Hi. Hello. I'm Blake Rasmussen. I'm Allison Lures. Uh, I'm your host. She's the one who knows all the things. Hey. Uh, so we are in the middle of talking about the tribes of Commander. Um, by now, you have probably already seen uh, the full Commander release. Wasn't that great? It was amazing. It was pretty great. The excitement is at an all-time high. Yeah. Everybody said this was the greatest Commander release ever. Oh, they sure did. Man, that happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, we are on to this week, Dragons. 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 Um, it's one of the most iconic creature types in Magic. It um, is. And since we've already previewed all of C17 and already talked about all of it, all the gloves are off, Allison. Oh, you can say God. all of the things oh. about the C17 dragons. Oof. I don't have to make you guys picture what the art looks like because you can just you can you look can at it with your eyeballs. There it is. Just do it. Just look at those dragons. Aren't they great? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Oh, I feel so. I feel so free. Well, we'll find out how free you can be. Let's we've, we've let's got, We've got all kinds of topics here. <laughs> That's a weird challenge. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, so let's let's start general. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna back off that that excitement ooh, about the ooh, greatest commander away. release ever. Ever. Um, start by telling us what defines a dragon in Magic. How are mm-hmm. they different from drakes, worms, and other various flying lizard thingies? So, uh, in in Magic, uh, worms are large, limbless, slithering reptiles. Uh, They can have different jaw shapes. Some of them are more lizard-like, others are more like lampreys, but none of them are really sentient. uh, They were uh, the real losers of the uh, Elder Dragon Wars. Uh, So, uh, worms used to have limbs and wings, but when they didn't do so hot in the wars, their limbs and wings were torn off. Uh, so all worms, uh, many, many, many generations removed, are from those uh, elder worms who fought in the Elder Dragon Wars uh, back in the day. Drakes are smaller, less powerful dragons. They are also reptilian. They always have flying uh, and are more animal-like than their dragon cousins are. Uh, dragons are dragons. They are the, <laughs> they are dragons. Sometimes, end of podcast. End of podcast. I'm glad we can all agree. <laughs> dragons are dragons. Uh, sometimes they are super smart. Sometimes they're big and dumb, but they're always kick-ass because they're dragons, man. Cool. Yeah. So uh, how does magic do dragons different from ones that you sometimes see in pop culture? Our dragons are jerks. Okay. Like, as a rule... There are not many benevolent nice dragons in magic. Uh, their body shape differs from plane to plane, uh, but what makes them stand out is how smart they can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, in magic, some of our most uh, wise, intelligent, uh, and really like like scary smart dragons uh, are, are, are dragons. Um, uh, our, our most uh, powerful characters are often uh, these like giant uh, elder dragons uh, that have lived across uh, centuries and millennia and are so amazingly smart that we cannot see begin to understand uh, their their plots and their machinations and the way that they relate to the world around them is something is very alien from how I think that most of our other characters and most of our uh, main 
planeswalkers would engage with the world around them. So we're talking like Nicol Bolas. Oh yeah, we're talking Ugin the Ugins, the Nicol Bolases, the Nivs of the world. Totally. Yep. Yeah. These for these dragons, they are uh, so smart and so old that they are uh, kind of above everything else around them. They see mortals as their little play toys uh, to use in whatever they need to to make uh, their plans uh, a reality. Sounds very dragon-like to me. They're jerks. They're jerks. Huge jerks. Some some are nice than others. Ugin's pretty chill. He's a pretty chill dude. Uh, but uh, sometimes until people sometimes. don't listen to him. Until they don't listen to him, mm-hmm. which is frequently. Uh, you know, Niv's uh, very smart, uh, but also like killed all the other dragons and is also kind of a jerk. <laughs> it's it's jerkiness. It's it's a common trait. Um, and dear dear Sarkon Vol loves them all. So speaking of common traits. Uh, what kind of mechanics are often associated with dragons in magic? Uh, so the nice thing about dragons is that everyone kind of knows what they do. Uh, dragons fly. Dragons burn. Uh, dragons sometimes draw you cards. Uh, if you like straightforward, stompy, burny aggression, dragons are for you. Oh, so they've got they've got abilities like the fire breathing yeah, or, yeah. or different ways to deal damage to other creatures. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they hoard stuff. They might mm-hmm. make they might make you things that you can get, like make even more of. Uh, sometimes they just barf out more dragons. That's always fun. Which they barf out more dragons. Oh, there's a I think there's a couple that like uh, that like create oh, a yeah, yeah, token. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I always picture it like barfing, like, they, like they you just summon a dragon. They other dragons out like, of their mouth. Yeah, and there's like another. More there's another dragons. Dragon. There it is. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Um, so the the C17 dragons are all, are. it's a five-color deck. Yes. Um, and, and we've kind of talked about the fact that the dragons can, can be a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but they're all just. They're all kind of jerks. Yep. Uh, besides jerkiness, <laughs> what did we do for the dragons of C-17 to help group them together? Uh, we made them do cool things when you have other dragons in play. Uh, so what better way to group a bunch of dragons together than to literally make them all playable? Uh, there's a lot of fixing in this deck uh, so that if you do want to try and make your five-color, like, super-duper dragon happen, uh, then your deck can totally support that. Uh, we just... Sh- just shoved as many dragons into that deck as possible, <laughs> which is super fun. So uh, speaking of shoving as many dragons in there as possible, uh, <laughs> the dragon's deck is is five colors, yes. unlike the other commander decks. Um, and even the individual dragon commanders in C-17 are mostly five colors. Now, dragons have traditionally been mostly associated with red. Mm-hmm. Obviously, every color has some at some point. Sure. Um, but why uh, Why did we go with all five colors for dragons? Uh, we went with all five colors for dragons, I believe, because we wanted to feature some of the biggest, baddest, most powerful dragons of all. Uh, Okagachi is a good place to start. Um yeah. So let's let's start there. <laughs> tell, cool. tell us about Okagachi. Okay. So um, those of you listening at home, you're going to pause this, and you're going to go to your kitchen, and you're going to get a beverage of choice, like stretch your neck out and, you know, make get sure a that snack. you're get hydrated, and then you're going to come back. Take your dog for a walk. And you're going to hit play because I'm going to uh, attempt to summarize a good chunk of the Kamigawa storyline. Oh, no, man. <laughs> uh, for, for those of you playing at home, the Kamigawa storyline is um, complicated. It is kind of tricky to follow, so it's, bear with me here. So, 
Okagachi is the biggest, baddest kami on Kamigawa. So he's like this big old, like, kind of god spirit dragon thing. Uh, it protected the barrier that divided the physical world from the spirit world. Uh, so yeah, very first kami, old as heck. Uh, but when Konda did his thing in the spirit world, uh, in the storyline, he tore out Okagachi's heart, uh, which is called That Which Was Taken. And it's also, like, kind of Okagachi's child, like, kind of. Uh, so Konda took that. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, remember? He took that and he used it in his own realm. Uh, Okagachi was peeved uh, and started the Kami War in response. Uh, so that which was taken... Um, which is the title? Which is the title of the thing? Was later stolen by Toshiro Umizawa, uh, who freed the spirit trapped in that which was taken, and that spirit turned into a dragony-looking gal named uh, Kyodai. Kyodai and her soul sister, uh, which is like the sort of human version of her, uh, eventually merged into the sisters of flesh and spirit and destroyed Okagachi. Uh, <laughs> Kamiga was super straightforward, gang. <laughs> it's it's really easy. And that that leaves out like the main plot of mm-hmm. the story too, mm-hmm. which is following Toshi. Yeah. All around yeah. as as we because that was our first attempt at making a black aligned villain. Yeah. Oh, and, white aligned villain. Or sorry, white aligned yeah. villain and a black aligned hero. Which is rad. Which is cool. I, I love. It I was love cool. That. Yeah. yeah. We we did some we did some backflips in there yes. though to to make that happen. But uh, uh, but yeah. So that is the B plot. so what why is um why is okagachi five colors uh you know maybe you can answer that for me is is there a is there a good i have a theory i would love to hear your theory i I don't have an answer so i i would love to know god i read those books so long ago but let's see if i can remember so you know there are other there are five other dragons in kamigawa and Okagachi is kind of like the all drag, the the all spirit dragon, the one that's over them. So I'm right, guessing right. It, it encompasses aspects of yeah. all of them. That makes sense. Sure, yeah. we'll go with we'll go with that. Sounds good. Uh, it's it's worth mentioning that I joined this team after C17 was <laughs> made. So sometimes there's why was this choice made, and I'm just like ah, my coworkers <laughs> thought it was cool. Yeah, I mean that's that's I, I heard from Kelly Diggs that that's. Kind of. I think the that's reason. it. I, and that, I, no, and that I, feels like the right answer. Yeah. Well, and also, um, it, there was talk of why isn't Okagachi indestructible? Right. Right. Um, yeah. And so, what this I know what mm. this version of Okagachi represents is the period of time after that which was taken was taken. <laughs> yes. So, anyone, if you remember that card. Kudos. Good job. Uh, nice work. I happen to. I played a lot of uh, Kamigawa, oddly enough. Also, uh, that which was taken is just like the best name for It's such a great name. Anything. You know, like any time that I lose something and someone's like, Allison, what are you looking for? I'll just look at them like deadpan and be like, that which was taken. That which was taken. <laughs> Kamigawa had some great the names. The best when, names. When people want to return to Kamigawa, that's what they want to return to, in yes, all honesty. Yes, yeah. It's just the naming system in that in that block. Uh, fun, fun memory from other people in this company that I've worked with. Uh, I uh, I can't remember who it was, but someone told me this really great story about trying to write uh, like descriptions of uh, like pro tour, uh, like pro tour, uh, like stuff, trying to summarize, like remember where commas were in names. Oh and my God. Yeah. Try to figure out like which, where, where, like where, what is the title and what's the descriptor of like all these hundreds of cards. It sounded just like a nightmare. There were more commas per name in Kamigawa oh, than probably the rest of Magic combined. I'm so 
sorry. Those names, some names were so cool, but others were just like, oh, I'm so sorry for people who have to yeah. write tournament reports on this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was confusing. I was one of those people. <gasps> I'm sorry. Eh, you know, we, we managed. Still fun. We Still managed. Fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, that which was taken. Yes. Uh, grants indestructibility it does to things yep. so once it was taken from yeah. okagachi Dude, this yeah. is the point in time that go. the card represents oh. which is why it's not indestructible makes sense makes yes. sense it's also stupidly strong to have an indestructible commander yes so yeah. that's another reason but mostly story <laughs> it's it's all about the marriage you it's know like it's, it's about it yeah is. it's it's about both it's true. both parts of of r of r and d like working together to mm-hmm. make uh the best card possible and when you do have that marriage of mechanics and flavor it's infinitely more satisfying than if one of those things uh totally like outbalances the other yep absolutely yeah um so let's move on to uh, the other legends mm-hmm. of the Dragon Commander deck. Let's do it. Uh, tell us about the Ur Dragon. Okay, so um, I'm going to do what I did a few weeks before, and I'm just going to read about uh, what is written for him in the C17 like pamphlet that comes with the deck, because it's metal as hell. <laughs> <clears throat> An immensely powerful entity from the dawn of time. The Ur Dragon is a prevailing force in the multiverse with wings that extend across the eternities. It stirs the fabric of the cosmos. Its breath billows over mortal realms, stealing the essence of life. Its krill, its claws rake the ether, sundering ancient bonds. Its eyes perceive the deepest truths concealed in wells of time, and its bellowing roar summons its brood, echoing through the blood of all dragon kind, for the Ur Dragon is the progenitor from which the dragons of the multiverse spawned. Whoever wrote that's getting seriously, a raise. it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I read this and was like fist pumping at my desk, like yeah, yeah, Ur, yeah. Ur that, dragon. Is, that is what the Ur Dragon does. Hell yeah, uh-huh. it's so metal. Uh. Get him, Ur Dragon. Yes. Mm. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to a less metal dragon. Mm-hmm. Well, actually. No, technically a more Actually, metal, yeah. more metal more, dragon. This dragon is more, more metal. Yeah, literally. Uh, Ramos Dragon Engine. Yes. So uh, if you've been skipping ahead to hear about Brothers War stuff, you should probably pause and uh, settle in for this. Uh, so Ramos is a godlike uh, mechanical dragon engine from Phyrexia, uh, but he's cool now, so don't don't worry about that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're uh, friends. We're, fr- we're friends now. Yeah. Uh, so he was built a long time ago and originally served Mishra during the Brothers War, uh, but was reprogrammed by Urza to protect Tersier. He scooped up and protected plenty of humans and merfolk from around Argoth and plane-shifted them around before crash-landing into a Mercadian city. Uh, They were ultimately okay with that, and over time worshipped Ramos as their creator. Uh, Many thousands of years later, the Weatherlight crew uh, crash-landed on Mercadia. The crew encountered all kinds of myths about Ramos and eventually met the guy. Uh, He gifted them with five power stones containing his essence. Pretty swell guy. Huh. Oh, I, I I knew like none of that. Yeah, okay, that's, there you go. Yeah, that's really cool. Thanks. Uh, finally, let's move on to Wasatora. Wasatora. Uh, cat dragon. Cat dragon. Cat so that's dragon. that covers cat two dragon. different C seventeen drives. It sure does. Uh, but th- this one's uh, centered on Jund. Sure. What's what's her story? So she's the queen of the cat dragons of Nakoru of queen Madara. Queen of the cat. Queen dragons. of the cat dragons, which is now my new my new title. <laughs> When I'm introduced to people. Uh, so after uh, reaching an agreement with Madara's imperial champion, Tetsuo Umazawa, uh, she 
became the defender of the village of Sakana in exchange for regular offerings of fish. Yeah, I mean, fish is are delicious. Canonically, what she what she does. <laughs> That's dead serious. Uh, so she is now the protector uh, in exchange for like, just bring me fish. I'll be cool. Bring me fish. Yeah. Such a cat. All right, now we're gonna play a little game. Yes, Allison, this is is a fun little game. Okay. Uh, It's called "Which of These Is Not a Real Magic Dragon Name?" Oh my god, I'm gonna do so poorly at this because I've only been here for three years. But let's do it. We're we're gonna we're gonna get through this. Okay, cool. This will be good. All right, so we're gonna start off easy. All right, let's do it. Okay, I'm gonna give you three names for this first one. You tell me which one is not a real dragon in Magic the Gathering. Not the magic dragon. (laughs) Canopy dragon. Mm Mm-hmm. Cloud dragon, castration dragon. I think I know how all of these questions are going to go. So I think, I think it's castration dragon. You are correct. Oh, thank God. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, he gets a lot of work, at castration dragon. He does, he yeah. does. Um, okay, next one. Okay. Hellkite regent. Okay. Imperial dragon. Dragon Tyrant or Skyline Despot? Ooh. Skyline Despot is such a good name. Right? It's such a good name, but I think I think that's real. Uh, it is real. Oh, good. Okay. That, well, that one is real. Good, good, good. What were, were the other three again? So, Hellkite Regent. Okay. Imperial Dragon. Okay. Dragon Tyrant and Skyline Despot. Uh, Dragon Tyrant's very vague. I think that's a fake one. That is incorrect. Oh, which one was it? Imperial Dragon. Imperial Dragon, Dragon. okay. Yes. Now I know that that title is free to use on other cards. Yes, you can, if you wanna, if you wanna name it, uh, you you can go with Imperial, oh, thank you. (laughs) That's, that's all I want. No worries. All right, next set. Bring it. All right, the theme for this one, Hellkites. Hellkites. All right, your options are Hellkite mm-hmm. Igniter, mm-hmm. Hellkite Overlord, okay, Hellkite Tyrant, Hellkite Charger, or Hellkite Hatchling. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Tyrant on this one. So, trick question. Oh, what's the trick? They're they're all they're all dragon names. They're all dragon names. You're just trying to trick me, though. That's I very, know. That's very cruel. I know. I'm sorry, it's but okay. I just thought it was funny how many of them so started with hellkite. Hellkites, yeah. So, and actually, there are. Let's see. One, two, three. Let's see how many. There are 15 dragons with Hellkite in their name. Holy cow. I'm going to read through all of them because we're on a dragon podcast. Yeah, let's what we do, do it. We're getting paid to do this right now. <laughs> we are. <laughs> uh, what did you do at work today, honey? I, I, I read, read dragons into a microphone. <laughs> uh, Aquam Hellkite. I have no idea if I pronounced that correctly. Maybe. Uh, Ancient Hellkite. Very old. Bogarden Hellkite. Crimson Hellkite. It's red. I'm sorry. There are only 14. Oh. Things with Hellkite in their name. I got I got a false positive on a different <laughs> card. Uh, Hellkite Charger. That was that was one of the ones in the mm-hmm, question. Mm-hmm. Hellkite Hatchling. Also one of the ones. Uh-huh. Hellkite Igniter. Hellkite Overlord. Hellkite Tyrant. Those are the ones we, we talked about. Then there's also still an Imperial Hellkite. Oh. And a Runehorn Hellkite. A Shivan Hellkite. Mm-hmm. A steel Hellkite. Cool. And Thundermaw Hellkite. 
that is that is all of the Hellkites. Nice. Yeah. Now we know. Now we know. All right. So, last one. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not tricking you on this one. Uh, one of these is, in fact, not a real dragon name. <laughs> so, Scourge of Valkas, mm-hmm. Scourge of the Throne, Scourge of Nel Toth, Scourge of Keld, and Scourge of Care Ridges. Uh, oh, God. Um, I'm going to go with Scourge of Keld. Correct. Yeah, nice. Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. All of those other scourges exist, Real but there scourges. is there is no scourge of Keld. Yes. Nice. All right. More dragon trivia. Okay. This this one's going to be tough. Okay. I would be beyond impressed if you were to get all of this correct. Okay. Uh, so C17 gives us a cat dragon. Mm-hmm. Thank you C17. Uh, but can you name the other creature types that have been crossed with dragons over the years? Okay. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check off any that you get here. Okay. Uh, spirit dragon. Correct. Zombie dragon. Correct. Wizard dragon. Correct. Uh, illusion. Correct. Wow, cool. Okay. There, there's only one of those two. So that was, I think there's only one. Hell yeah. Um, and I think I think that's I think that's all I got. All right. So the others are nightmare oh, dragon. So that's naturally. that was a world gorger dragon. Was a nightmare. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, worm. Oddly oh, enough. Really? W-U-R-M. That's confusing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were some elder dragon worms, yeah, I think. Yeah. So elder, elder, is, is, also elder yeah. is one of them. Uh, demon. Demon dragon. Demon dragon. That's Malfagor. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, skeleton. Yeah. Skeleton dragon. That's... God, I love the skeleton creature type so much. <laughs> that, w- that would I... be Skitherix. Oh, gosh. Like, it's just it's just a normal whatever it was, but without any meat. Yeah. So, therefore, it's a skeleton. It's now. just bones. I love that. Uh, and then, fittingly, uh, you you mentioned wizard and cat, but also <laughs> vampire. Ah. So, there there is a dragon for every C-17 uh, try. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I wish I could say that was planned. Maybe it was. Maybe. I have no idea. I didn't make the I'm set. sure someone did. Yeah. I just talk into a microphone. Yeah. And sometimes write words. Yeah. I just know the B plot of Come and Come. <laughs> <laughs> so much brain space is taken so up much. by the B plot of Come and Come. So much brain space. Ugh. When we retire, we're going to have so much knowledge that is good almost nowhere. Um... I've I've actually found that my knowledge has turned out to be like both a blessing and a curse. Uh, so my cousin just had a kid, mm-hmm. uh, and her daughter is like maybe four years old now, and she's super into fairies, like really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to do everything in my power not to tell her like true mythological stories about what fairies were like actually like mm-hmm. in, in in mythology because they're just like terrible, awful little things and. They're, you know, really fun if you're a mono blue player, and I just knew that would go over the child's head, so I didn't. (laughs) So you didn't, like, break out any Lorwyn fairies stories for it? No, no, I didn't. I didn't tell her, like, oh, you know, like, that's, yeah, fairies are great, but also, don't you think they're a bit of a blight? Like, I didn't didn't do it. Yeah, it gets a little dark in there. Kill kill them, child. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. All right, so I've I've asked you this this same question in in the last couple of these podcasts. Uh, what dragon would mm-hmm. you most like to write a story about that you haven't already? Um, 
Silumgar, I think. Ooh, that's a good one. I need to know more about his taste in jewelry. I want to know where, I want to know who that is. I yeah. mean, we know who that is. We know like, who it is. I want to know, I want to know how that happened. Like, like why? Yeah. And have, are there others? Are there is others? that his, is that his like party does, necklace? Does Silumgar have an Etsy store where he makes like cool trinkets made out of people to, Maybe. for other dragons to buy? Like, who knows? That's, there's a story there. There is a story there. Uh, if anyone wants to set up Silumgar's Etsy, please let me know. I'll totally, <laughs> I'll totally buy the tiny people necklaces that you make. <laughs> All right. Before we go, because mm. we're, we're reaching the end of this podcast, um, got any other dragon facts for us? Oh, I've got some good ones. Ooh. I've got some really good ones. So uh, over the last year, a couple of my coworkers have started working on uh, internal uh, character dossiers, like uh, descriptions of like who this character is, how tall they are, what their power suite is, what their history is. Uh, and there's a really, really, really fun section in each of them that talks about uh, – uh, like what music they listen to, do they like performances, uh, like cultural cultural things, how they interact with the world around them. Uh, and so I pulled up the one for Nicol Bolas, and holy cow, it is so much fun. Uh, so uh, these are these are direct uh, from the document. I'm I'm sure they're fine to share. So probably probably. Uh, so Nicol Nicol Bolas is so far removed from his source culture, wherever he's from, and has traveled so broadly, he no longer has any speech patterns distinct to any given locale. Uh, if he has anything like a regional language, it takes the form of references no one alive would comprehend. Uh, he might offhandedly use a metaphor from a civilization that died out 10,000 years ago or quote the philosophers of a species long extinct. Uh, so basically, he makes like the daddest of like dad jokes, but from like thousands and thousands of years before anyone else was alive. So no one gets them. Uh, so he's like that person who starts speaking Latin in casual conversation. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. Like, oh, God. Come on, Brandon. You don't need to do that. I wasted so much time in college. <laughs> uh, most mortal music is too simplistic for Nicol Bolas's taste. Uh, when your ear is capable of discerning and following every individual instrument in a 60-piece orchestra simultaneously, enduring the average mortal po popular tune is like listening to a child say, Dad, over and over and over for three minutes. Uh, so he doesn't really do music very much. And he also doesn't waste time attending performances. Few troops are willing to visit him. Uh, he's a lousy tipper. <laughs> he's a lousy tipper? Mm -hmm. Nickel Wait, so he's a lousy tipper, but yep. that implies that he does tip. Yeah, but, like, just enough. <laughs> so, like, he, Nicol Bolas sometimes shows up to places that serve food to dragons, presumably. Sure, sure. And does pay and does leave a tip sometimes, just not a great one. Just not a great one. Okay. Yeah. That's that is that is canon. It's canon. You've you've heard it here. It's canon. There you go. Nicole Bolas. He's a lousy tipper. Purchases. Don't act food. like you're surprised. He's a <laughs> genocidal maniac. Of course he's a bad tipper. I would just assume that he just storms into a restaurant and takes what he wants and leaves. But no, he at least is like, you know what? Not today. I, I feel like he does this that every now and then. This is my day off. Right, right. Like every uh, now is, and then. It's this like, is me time. You know what sounds fun? I would love to do, just destroy someplace. Like he does that for sure. But yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like on other days, like, uh, I'm kind of tired. I want someone else to just bring me food. Yeah. So, you know, no, yeah that, that makes sense. Yeah, I'll tip them a little bit. All right. But yeah. not a lot because the not service, lot. I, the service also, was substandard. I mean, also he's huge, so he can't really go many places. That's true. It's yeah. probably a very specialized restaurant. Yep, yep. 
Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right, we've gone far enough off track. We're gonna we're gonna shut this down. Still dragons, still dragons. Before we go Sounds further good. into dragons or the B plot of Kamigawa. Don't make me go back, <laughs> please. Well, thank you very much, Allison, thank for you. flying us through all of that dragon information. That that might be the worst. I'm always one happy to scale a, a new a That's new obstacle. That's so much you. better. Thanks. God. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that, that's it for today's episode. Uh, so we're going to be back next Wednesday to talk about our final C-17 tribe, Cats. We will see you then.